Hello and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Hour podcast. Today is episode 95 and we have Eva join us. Eh? Eva, thank you very much for taking time out. Uh, first question that goes out is, what brought you to CrossFit Harrow? Oh, I think it's actually a long story. I'm going to try to make it shorter. <laughs> um, I first found out about CrossFit about two years ago. Okay. Um, I have a friend of a friend on social media, who've, and I kind of followed her journey for quite some time. And then about a year and a half ago, I asked her, what, what's it all about? etc. And then um, she kind of introduced me to her gym and got me in touch with her coach. And I spoke to him and he kind of told me how it works, that you've got your one-to-ones before you get into the group setting. But I wanted to go straight into the group setting because I've had a bad experience with personal trainers. So that okay. kind of put me off. And I wasn't driving at the time and it was actually quite hard to get there. So I kind of just left it at it and kept on doing my own thing, going to gym, going swimming. And um, March last year, I thought, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a go. And I looked at different um, gyms in the area. And I've got to say that when you, at least when you look at the social media, a lot of CrossFit gyms are very um, intimidating. Because yeah. one, they tend to show um, like very like the best of their um, members or they show like all the workouts. But I didn't know about, um, what's the word? When like they make it easier for you. Scalability. That's the one. Yeah. I didn't know about scaling. So a lot of gyms kind of put me off. And um, I was, again, I was looking at something near because I worked in Bushy and came across CrossFit Harrow and probably went through every single one of your social media posts. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think apart from like workouts, etc., it just seemed like you had like really good atmosphere here and... That's good to know. That's good to know. So you said swimming before. Were you swimming? You just no. Some, I've never done anything at that level. Um, it's just something you enjoyed. Yes, I'm, I've, I've probably tried every sport. Well, not every sport, but I've tried a lot of sports. But I've never stuck with anything for a very long time. Um, I got into swimming because um, I used to volunteer at different sporting events. So rather than taking part because I thought it was too hard, at least I'll be on the yeah because you lines. did you. Um, help out at the turf games, or did you I go? Did. To, you, or you went to watch? You don't, or both? I've, in September, I went to watch it, and then um, now I went to like volunteered help and, out. And how was that experience for you? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you watch sports, at least that's how I feel. When you watch any sport, it just makes you want to go and do it. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I've always, again, <coughs> you watch it and you think like, oh, I wonder if I could do that, or, or. I've got like this competitiveness in me. Not that I'm like very good at anything, but I really don't like being last or, or failing. And I think that's what has stopped me uh, many, many times of doing things. What, I mean, did you enjoy um, more the fact of uh, helping the running of the day or did you enjoy more being it's, a spectator? It's a little bit of everything because like I've told before, I've studied events and that's how I got into volunteering in sporting okay, events. Okay, right, so that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because I've tried volunteering at different places um but i'm not a very big fan of like weddings and things like that and as much as i liked volunteering for festivals because i like music but that usually took the whole weekend and because and a lot of, of late nights a well. lot of late nights and i just couldn't mix up with my work so sports is usually a day maybe a half a day and i just really enjoy the atmosphere yeah especially if you get really good weather as well. i mean same as music right if you get a good weather on a music event or or festival or, or sport event 
it just makes it like 10 times better. Yeah, because a couple of years back, I volunteered at a triathlon. Oh, yeah. That's how what got me into swimming a little bit. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I could do that. I've researched and they have like the, the, the short versions. I Did think you, have, you, like, have you done one? Did no, you no. <laughs> I still haven't. They, still they have, do, it's still on, on my list. It, it's good fun. <coughs> they do one in Hatch End every year. I don't know if they've done it last year because of lockdown. I but did. What, have a look um, at Hatch the one End. I volunteered, it was uh, in Moore Park somewhere. There. Oh, it's like yeah, a really yeah. nice school because yeah, yeah. they've got their own lake. Yeah, the school. I, I know the school, but I can't remember the name. Um, okay, and you wrote your very long journey into fitness but but how you started doing it for the wrong reasons um oh um i've done a lot of team sports when i was younger okay I'm not saying at, i was very good at, at school at school um at school outside of school i did dodgeball very much enjoy i think team sports is something that i've always enjoyed um and the sports i failed i think is because they were something you do on your own and it's just when you don't have somebody next to you kind of being like oh, great job sort of thing um, you don't stick out with it and um, but like I said I've tried everything and when I say for the wrong reasons I didn't enjoy it necessarily and I felt like I did it for others rather than for myself well yeah obviously it's good for your health and and staying fit but I think it was more like trying to impress somebody because right. of ex- bad experiences on school where um, bullying etc and it's just psychological yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing yeah it, it does it will massively play into effect like a lot of people whether people realize this or not but a lot of stuff that happens in your childhood can still traumatize you up it's until something like that i've realized in the past couple of years um but yeah I've, I've gone to gym and again like i said it's because i did it on my own and i didn't enjoy it behind i made myself because i thought that's the only way like people will like me sort of thing yeah because of obviously all the things i heard when i was younger and then i also noticed that i would only work out when i was single and I think that was because, again, tried to impress people. It, that, that's quite interesting that people do that. I think, you know, that's quite, that, that's a global thing. I don't, yeah. yeah, it can't be singled out to a specific um, individual, but generally, d- definitely those uh, s- who aren't in relationships find that they are m- maybe committing more time to the gym or more time to, let's say, appearance yeah. because of that reason of trying to find that partner or, to help their confidence yeah, no, it's definitely day, for day to day. As well. But I suppose in one way though, right, you can, you have more flexibility when you're on your, on your own, right? You can go to this place, you can go do that. This time, like, you know, obviously with a partner, you, sometimes you've got mm. to negotiate on those things, right? But I think that's <laughs> what I found. Like when, when I was in a relationship in the past, I would choose them over, or I'd feel bad if I'm like taking this hour out of my uh, life when I could be spending time with them but um, I mean luckily currently in the relationship I am I am obviously met this person a month before I started CrossFit and if anything I'm working out more than I've ever done yeah it blends it, it, it blends in right it should mm. um, it shouldn't take it shouldn't take a piece of your life it should mm. add, add to it right it should but again know. I think I also do it now because probably for the first time and doing it for myself and I generally really enjoy, yeah, it. enjoy and it's, it and if I like it I shouldn't say no to it just yeah, because yeah. of other uh, but it's also amazing to know that you've you've seen that and you've been able to like mm. make that change because some might find that they're in that position but can't see like a, a way out or like there's something different so it is it's amazing that you've mm. done that um you said about uh, uh food and relationship with food 
Yeah, that's something uh, I still struggle very much <laughs> okay. with. Okay. Um, so is that, where does that stem from? Is that something um, from when you were younger? Is that something over the I last few years? I think it's probably the same from, from when I was younger. And um, just, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say that it's just, especially with social media, obviously you see all these things and you think you should be, you should look one way. And there's so many diets out there and I've probably tried, tried it all. Have you really? Yeah. So much. But again, I don't think I will ever be able to find like the relationship or the balance with food until until I'm gonna sort of do it for myself. But I've 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 tried it all and there'll be I think at one point I think when I had my first goal um session with subs I said, I think I'm finally there. I don't care how I look, I'm gonna eat whatever I like but then a month later later something happens and I'm back into it binge eating and I think I, f- I make myself myself feel guilty and then I just I don't and I think that's the worst bit because I'm like I should be allowed to have a takeout or yeah. eat whatever I like but then I feel so bad about it and then I'll not eat anything or I'll sit in like do like a really strict diet for days and then I'm just gonna crash because I'm not doing it the right way and then a few no days balance. later it's like oh, I want to eat this and eat that it, it it is that balance and I guess it's that uh, you know as we said before that that all or nothing approach a lot of us like and I, I think that's how we're almost like in one way groomed to, to have an or in just in life like you either do everything at one time and everything has to fall in mm. in one thing or you or you don't and that's similar to a lot of positions that people are in with regards to like their health and fitness that people feel that when they're training they can eat better um uh, they feel that when they're not training, um, it's, you know, I'm not training, so I, I won't worry about what I eat. But actually, if you kind of strip it back, what you eat will impact on how you feel. Mm. And then how you feel will impact on what you do in terms of exercise or if you don't. And then there's that, like, that vicious cycle um, because people, you know, find themselves comfort eating and stuff too, you know. Um, do you find that, well, I suppose you said with regards to the guilt, right? So... Yeah, and it's just everything, almost everything these days kind of just surrounds around food. Because you'll, be, you'll yeah. try to sit on diet, for example, and then you'll be like, wait, I can't be on a diet Friday because I'm going out. Or wait, Saturday I've got family dinner or Christmas or this. And the first thing you think about is just there's going to be food. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, has, is, as, as a family, like growing up, has food been a big, like events have been a big part of family? Not really. I don't even remember where it all started if I'm honest because I was quite healthy when I was younger but I think my teenage years when I I think when I stopped sports because I think if I I I mean that's just my body I think if I completely start working out then I could just look at a croissant and I'll probably just I know it's probably just in my head but that's just that's how I've been and I and probably yeah it was just comfort there is a lot of psychology around it right it's all where it stems from Um, if we always want more than what we should have. Um, we, we want the things that we, we, sh- we know that are bad for us. Um, there's an the argument to say that things are modified to make us want more of it, mm. you know, like you know, sugar and the salt in certain food and stuff like that. But I guess, and we've said this many times in the podcast, the word diet is, is thrown, it can mean anything to, to anyone, right? So for a lot of people, diet means restrictive. It means like, can't have this, can't have that. For some, for others, diet means like change. It means that they're going to try, you know, make a, a change in a new direction. Um, 
But what would you, out of your experience with regards to, let's say, the things that you've tried, what has been the, let's say, worst experience with regards to, like, diet or something? Have you completely, you know, cut down on... Um, I think the things that work, it's, again, it's just the fact that I don't stick, stick with it for long enough. But I've, I've tried Slimming World and it did work. It, it did, you it, say it, it, did. It, it did. For, for a, a very brief time. But what I don't like is I don't really like writing stuff down. And I know it's good, and, and I've done putting my calories on, on fitness, my fitness bar, because I think when you've done it for a few weeks, you then kind of know. You don't have to write it down, so I know it's not a bad thing. But the thing that worked for me, and it kind of just started my, my metabolism, started working, and even though I stopped it, so I did the, the, the fasting. 5-2? Um, no, I did the... That's fasting, the one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would... Um, eat for eight hours and then not eat for 16 hours and and I did it for a couple months and I stopped but it still had effects on me and like nothing changed which was great I've done plant-based which I very much enjoyed I was a vegetarian I was vegan and um, I like cooking so I can I can it's just I sometimes take on too many things like I work I've got uni I I try to socialize and then sometimes I'm like when am I going to be able to like make these healthy meals and yeah, you know, but before I got <laughs> I got rid of my social media and stuff, I was like, even like she's she goes and sees loads of different places. Like you explore quite a lot, right? It's good. It is, but like I said, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think I do a little bit too much. Like I enjoy it very much, and it's not like I don't have enough sleep or anything. But it's just I will plan fun things to do but then things that I should probably focus on like I don't know studying for university or <laughs> eating forget that I'll don't just, worry about it <laughs> yeah exactly I'll think about it another time um so because the, the, there have been some amazing places that you've been to visit like you do weekends like here or there and going to I just when the first lockdown finished I got very much into hiking I mean I've always liked being outdoors and doing that but I've never and I only passed my driving as well uh, last year I think so I never Never that gave you a bit kind of another yeah, vehicle gave, to gave kind me, of gave me the freedom. Yeah. So, I've been to a few places in UK that I very much enjoyed, and I think, as much as I was sad that I couldn't travel during or just after lockdown, I realised that there's so many things to see in UK, and I don't actually need to go anywhere. And I did the Snowden. Oh, you on the three peaks? No, I didn't do the three. Oh, it's, okay. Again, it's also my bucket list. <laughs> I'm, I don't think I would ever going to do it in like a 24-hour window. I think that's a bit crazy. I would like to do the other two, uh, but I'd very much enjoy that. What was the weather like when you done snow? Oh, horrible. Was it? The first time I did it with my friend, it was October. Oh. And. Um, That's tough. We woke, w- woke up to start with, and the bus wasn't going, and we rang the bus company, and they spoke Welsh, didn't speak <laughs> English, so that was a great start. So we ended up taking a taxi, and it was quite, it was a very interesting journey because it was like half an hour, and the taxi driver first wore. First of all, she asked us where we were staying, and we told her, and then she was, said that something really bad happened there the weekend before. And, um, and then it didn't get any better, because she started telling, started telling us that somebody died on the, on the mountain oh, as well wow. a couple of days back. So, yeah, so the stress it, levels Yeah, were, was, that must have been quite daunting. Yeah, we should never told us that. But it was raining badly. Did you have all the like, right equipment, as in, like, were you... I thought I did, but about two hours in... We realised no, everything was absolutely soaking wet. We got to the top. We didn't do the the last like five steps sort of things because the queues was just insane. And then we, I was 
literally running down that hill because I was cold, I couldn't feel anything, I couldn't even undress myself, I could not feel my fingers by the time we got down. And the second time we did it was um, January of last year, I think, and we did it in snow. We didn't made it to the top because I think we got lost because it was just covered in snow. Um, but it was a You need like the experience. right, obviously, hiking boots and... Oh, no, no, sec the second time we were probably... We, we, we were much, out. much more prepared, but um, we ended up on a peak, which definitely wasn't the right one because I could <laughs> see the snow then and there was like the massive drop down. I was like, I'm not going there. And I, my friends were like far, far away and I think my friend was crying at that point. So I was like, okay, we're going to turn around and just go back and then just enjoy a snow day. You've done it as a, you done it as a group the second, second time or both times? No, the first time I did it with a friend, second time I did it with two friends. Two friends, right. Yeah, because it, it became quite a popular thing, hiking over lockdown. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the restrictions and stuff. Um, ha have you done more since? Just, um, I did, um, I used to be part of like a hiking group. Oh, wow. And um, I did couple with them. Um, what would that mean? Like going to meet them at? Yeah, you would meet them in the train station in London and then you'd all, all take a train. And um, But again, since I've gone back into work full time at university, it's just kind of been... In yeah, the, you, you, you juggled quite a lot. That was going to be my, my next question with regards to, to work. So as well as going and visit and want to do all these things on bucket lists, we'll talk about that soon as well. Um, you've obviously, you're studying as well, uh, which we'll go on to, but working-wise, what work, what career-wise at the moment, what, what, what have you chosen? I'm currently working as an office manager. Okay. And I've been doing it for almost five years now. It's only mainly because I'm kind of like, sat there waiting to see what's going to be my next step because um, pretty much every single year I change my mind of, of, of what I want to do yeah because you we were just saying before we, before we came on air that uh, you have three degrees yes so <laughs> initially it's, it's, it's quite funny because when I when the lockdown happened and because my first degree is events and the second degree is hospitality and then Obviously, nobody expected COVID to happen, but when it did, and when it just reopened, those were the two industries that were not going anywhere. And like, there's absolutely nothing I could do with those degrees. So I thought I just need to do something that no matter what happens, just in case there's another pandemic or something, I can actually use it. Do you think that was a bit of a blessing that you, that you as in you didn't go through with that? I think it would have happened eventually anyways, uh, because when I did my first degree, because the events were something I wanted to do, like music festivals, I've always been into it. But I think the, way, the older I got, the more I realised that I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much in like 10 years' time, like being out late and like loud <laughs> music and people having drinks. Too many and, people, yeah. yeah. And then, um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, but yeah, so I finished it and that's when I realised I think I need to add something to it. So I did like the international hospitality and did the business and I thought that's it, I'm done. But about half a year later, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's, I think it's the learning side of it. I just... You enjoy absorbing I, that? I do enjoy that and I can't sit at home for too long. Like I need to have something. I then sort of regret it a little bit because my life is so hectic, but I do, but I do enjoy it. I'm that's probably... It's good that there's nothing really past postmasters unless it's PhD, but I don't want to teach, so I'm definitely not going to do it. So I'm hoping that's going to kind of stop me. So your master's that you're doing now is in? Human resources. Human resources, yeah. you said, sorry. So um, that's going to give you a new avenue. It's, 
I'm, I've kind of done a little bit of Already. that in my previous roles. This is just kind of going to give me much more extra. And like I said, I, I'm doing like little bits of HR and it will kind of help me decide which, um, which area I want to go into. So you, yeah, uh, along that way, have you ever thought, right, as you said before, you, you know, getting older, have you, have you started to think, I might want to do this, I might want to do that? Is there more to it than maybe get your masters and think we'll see is there like in your heart of hearts you like i think i want to go down this route there's a lot of routes i want to go down <laughs> to, honestly as it's almost like i learn something new and i think i want to do that and then i'll learn something new and again and i want to i think at this point i would be happy to do hr but i think it's more about not the job that i'm doing it's who i'm doing it for or the company i'm working for because um, i haven't had a very great experience over the past couple of years so I just generally want to work for a really great company where they kind of take over the, the culture is great and I think it doesn't matter what I'm going to be doing and another thing that is very important for me is development and like right. being able to grow in a company because currently I work in a very small company and the position the, the role I am in now is only because somebody went on maternity and I knew it from day one that there are no way for me to go up um, but, but kind of give you that middle ground because you're mm. still exploring options. Yeah, and, but at this point, I'm like, I know everything, what there is. And I remember, because I work in a golf club, and I remember speaking with one of the members, and he said, because we were talking about my degrees and everything, and he said, you are currently a very big fish in a really small pond. Like, you need to be the way around where you can like, grow and develop. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, and this, uh, this bucket list um, that you, you have, have... Is there a particular amount of things on there, or is it just forever growing? It's, it's not actually like written out. Okay. It's I see something and I'm thinking I want to do it, but it's there's it's it's a lot of travel places. It's mainly travel, and. Um, Have you been able to explore some of the world? Um, yes. Since since moving here, that was that was one of the reasons I wanted to move to UK because I knew there's I'm never going to be able to do it. Back uh, home. And where did you move from? Latvia. Latvia. And. Um, I think I've been to about 22, 23 countries. Oh, wow. But it's mainly, I started obviously with Europe because it's closer. I've, outside of Europe, I've been to America, Mexico and Thailand. And these are all like just holidays as such? Yes. America, I've been twice. Um, I was in New York over New Year's, which was just a oh, holiday. Wow. But in 2016, which again, it, let, it was from my university that led me there, I spend a summer in Florida in Orlando that must have been amazing yes but if I would have I probably would have enjoyed a little bit more if I was on a holiday rather than working um that's when actually just before I went to America I think that's when I sort of properly started getting into fitness because I was going to be a lifeguard I mean I was a lifeguard but then I thought I didn't really know what a uniform was I going to be like so I thought maybe I should probably get in in shape and that's when I got my uh, PT I very much regret Oh, did you, did you do that as well? As in, I hired, oh, oh, you hired, I, oh, hired, I hired a PT, okay. and that, that's when I said it wasn't a great experience. Didn't, get, didn't really get much out of it, and I think that, that's why since then when anybody approaches me with a one-to-one, -one, I've yeah, always been like... That, oh, that, that's a shame, actually, because obviously you invested quite a lot of time as well as money, um, but for you to still have um, kind of an open mind like you you might be a little bit reluctant but to have an open mind going into to fitness mm. um is is admirable really um 
the experience hasn't put you off and you've continued to... It, like I said, I put me off with the personal one, trainers. Yeah. Um, that's why I said when I when my um, this, this girl told me about CrossFit and when I spoke with the coach and said, like, you have to do the one-to-ones. And I wasn't too sure about it. But obviously you've got this same... Process, here, yeah. the, the same process. And I can now see why. Because I think if I would have come in here without doing the one-to-ones, I probably wouldn't have come back because I would have been just overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, you're not the first I've said that. As in, you know, it can be quite... It's it's completely new, right, to to what you would have done in the past, Mm. maybe, um, to the things that you'd seen in the gym like others do, and and to to go into it like kind of cold turkey is quite um, tough because it might not even last. mm. Um, That's the biggest thing, right? It's, It's... if we don't know how to do something, we're more likely not going to sustain no, it. I, yeah, I agree. Um, so with, with, uh, with the places that you'd seen um, in the world, um, what has been your, your favorite place out of the 22, 23? I'd probably say Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, I originally went there first because um, I'm a very good friend of mine, she's Hungarian. And the first time I went there, I went there with her. But I didn't, I, th- I think it's, I think, no, the first time we went there, we went to a festival, actually, and I didn't see no- no, nothing. None of, none it was just place. eight days straight festival. Eight which days? Is, yes, it's probably one of the longest festivals there is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we didn't, I didn't really see much. And then we came again with the same friend. But then as well, we did more of a nightlife, meeting our friends, family. And then um, that was... My last holiday, just before we went into lockdown, was um, Budapest, um, Hungary, um, Prague, and um, Slovenia, I think. And we spent three days in Budapest, and we probably explored the whole city as much as we could. Well, you're making up for the eight days that you didn't. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just, there's there's just so much to see, and there's just so much history, so much culture, very good wine, and... um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's very. I would definitely go back. Go back there. to, to yeah. Budapest. Even though I've seen it all, but it's just, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. What would what would be a place that didn't really live up to your expectations, or maybe that you didn't enjoy as much? Mm, Italy. Really? Yeah. Oh, why? What? I don't get. I think it's because where I went. Where did you? I go? definitely want to go back again. There's so many places I want to see. It's just Rome is not on the. Yeah, Rome's. Life. It was very touristy, isn't it? It is very touristy. Um, it was very dirty. Yeah. I'll have to and, agree with that um, from the last time I went. And when I, when I go to like warm countries, obviously the, the one place I want to go to is the beach. Because um, I was visiting my friend out there and she was pretty much working every day, so I was just kind of taking myself around places. And um, I went on a train to go to the beach. And as soon as I got there, it was like a culture shock. You could not see the beach because they were just business next to business next to business. And if you want to go on a beach, it's five euros. So, that, yeah, I, I can see that. Mm. That that can be quite off-putting, right? You were there to enjoy your holiday, but everyone's trying to sell you a, a sunbed yeah. for for the hour or however long. Um, did you visit the Colosseum? Only on the outside. That, I don't even know if you can actually go inside. No, you can. You can. Oh. You can. That that would be uh, that's a really good experience. Mm. Um, I did go to Vatican. Yeah. Went all the way up. And I have, I do have a little bit. I can get sometimes a bit claustrophobic, and I didn't realise it gets smaller and yeah, smaller yeah. and smaller. And I didn't have enough water with me. 
So, yeah. And I think I got to a certain point, I was like, no, it's too too tight, I'm going to turn around. And they're like, you can't. Like, you, you went past the point where you can turn around. The only way out is you need to get to the top and then, like, come down. But That's surprising, though. That's a shame. Um, Rome is very nice. Um, did you try... What about the food? Did you, obviously, you ate out of there. Yes, but I... I it is very tourist, the, the food... I, I don't actually remember eating out too much because, like I said, I was visiting a friend and she was making me order meals and she used to live in London, so she was cooking for me quite a lot. Um, But I think I was also a vegetarian at the time, so obviously there's a lot of... Yes, hard. Um, Along these uh, travels, um, going to these different countries and different places, was fitness something that you prioritised going away with? Did you say, right, I've got to stay somewhere that has access to gym, has access to something that I can exercise? Yes, but I never actually did anything. Because I remember <laughs> when I went to Mexico, like a couple of weeks before that, I started like a um, running club. Um, in Obviously in the UK. Yes, yeah. in the UK. And I think I was into like week five and I would have been in Mexico in week seven, no, week six and week seven. And I had, had to do like three runs a week and I thought okay there's a gym or it's a very, there's a very flat surface outside I looked at the Google Maps so I thought I'm just going to do it because what it's like half an hour a day for three days a week and which is what we should be exercising as a minimum yeah. anyway right that's the old gold standard is like three to five 30 minute cardiovascular session and I probably went to gym once and then I just kind of gave up that's all right there's nothing wrong with that people do tend to I think people do put a lot of pressure right when they go and they go put a lot of pressure on themselves when they go away they're like right I've got to find a gym I've got to wake up in the morning I've got to go put my bed on my my towel on the sunbed at the hotel and then I've got to go to the gym I've got to get the session done and then like that might last like one or two days by day three you're like fuck this I'm on holiday but that's why I also prefer like shorter holidays and like city holidays because there's a lot of walking involved yeah etc but when you go on a beach holiday I mean, they are nice and I very much enjoy them, but it's very much just sitting around doing nothing, eating, especially all-inclusives. All you do is just eat and drink all day. I've actually never experienced all-inclusive. It's, it's nice for the first few days, but when you do that for the 10 days, it's just it's too much. Is, did you do that when you were in Mexico? Yes. It's a very, actually, it's a very popular option, though, right, in Mexico to do all Yeah, but there's, at least where I because I went to Cancun, obviously, it's very much nightlife-y place. Um, there's... there's very much to see and I we we had like things planned to do so we thought we'll do first couple of days we'll just lounge around do nothing eat drink and then we'll go wherever we had planned but a storm came in oh wow so the, the, the those few days where we had to go out we couldn't do anything so I ended up not seeing much actually do, do you link your your studies in like events and that and or event management with like seeing different parts of the world. I guess it's like doing new things, always you know looking for something next to do. Do you link those two together? Maybe a little bit. I think it's when with in events you tend to be very organised and like you plan and things like that. I don't know if that comes from the events or it's just I'm always been like that. But when I plan to go somewhere, I mean if you look at my Google Maps, you'll hit, see just like. Uh, green flags everywhere it's like that's where I want to go like, I'll plan my holidays like two months beforehand I'll have like the whole list and the itinerary of what you want to do yeah but I, I think I do that with everything in my life not just holidays like my 2022 is planned for me <laughs> it's booked like, out it's booked out booked all my holidays I've 
booked to tickets, everything. It's all planned out. What's on the list for 2022? Um, going back home. Okay. Haven't been there since since before COVID. Um, celebrating Nan's birthday. That's if we can go, because obviously different restrictions. Um, going to Finland for um, World Championship ice hockey. Oh, wow. Going to Formula it, One. Are you? Yeah. Wow. I mean, we're, my, my partner recently got a um, camper van, which we're hoping to put into use. So we'll is be that driving all kit, Is that kitted out? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, as yeah, in the, like a the little, living one. little house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll be driving there. And um, that's that's amazing. Is that was that on? It, I suppose on his to do list, right? That something he wanted to. Um, we never really spoke about it. It was just he's into Formula One, and I just like sport. I don't necessarily want to take part in them, but I don't. Know, I just I think it's just atmosphere. I'll go yeah, yeah. watch any sports. Do you watch? Do you watch it Formula One on TV? No, there's a lot of. I don't watch many sports on TV. I mean, I love ice hockey, but I even that I don't really. It's just not the same. <laughs> It's just not the same. Yeah, I being in go, that atmosphere. Yeah. It's just being there and actually experiencing it. So the World Championships of Ice Hockey are in Finland? Yes. The Formula One is going to be... Belgium. In Belgium. Oh, wow, that would be quite a good race. Um, what else is on the list? What else is on the list? Family, holiday, potentially. Hopefully graduating. <laughs> if I... If I manage to do all my assignments. <laughs> yeah, and you do them in but, the camp. But mainly, yeah, just seeing as much of the world as possible. Wow, the uh, the Formula One has stuck. That stuck with me. I, I, that's on my list. I would love to go and watch a. Uh, I've I've been Formula to one. Barcelona to watch it, and um, but it ended up more of a. So I had the tickets for the whole weekend, and um, it was the weather was just so nice, and where I was staying was like two trains away from where Formula One was. So didn't end up going until the last day which in my head I thought like that's the best day anyway but then the trains didn't really work out and then there was a massive walk up the hill which was about two hours to get to to get there it was about 40 degrees oh wow so if I finally get there it's really hot would like to have a drink there's no alcohol allowed so just do they not allow alcohol in the the, I think it's I think it's I think it's just Barcelona where they don't allow it and I probably saw maybe 30 minutes <laughs> of the race <laughs> five cars yeah. and your neck doing this yeah um, so we've got some we go, we've gone through some of your stuff for 2022 in terms of traveling what what about personal uh, or fitness achievements or goals that have you set have you have you set anything for well, this year I mean apart from like little goals improving certain things and I think I've definitely gotten better with I think when one of my goals in like September was to stick to the three days a week, which I did, and then now it's kind of moved to four days a week, which I've been trying to stick to. I would like to take part in, because I very much enjoyed the Christmas throwdown. Throw I was yeah. very, very anxious to do it. But that I think that gave me a little bit of confidence to do it. And like I say, with the turf games, um, I know I spoke with Coach Grant and I mean, I've seen like the actual CrossFit game, so I can I know there's a difference. It's not as CrossFit-y, uh, which is fine. But I think that would be a great place for me to start. Because like, because even when I went in the September, again, the, the weather was amazing, and but I'm just watching them, and I just really want to jump in there and do it. <laughs> Pick up the and dumbbell. And again, like I said, there's scaling and there's different um, I options. Think there's, and yeah, yeah, there's every day and and etc. And 
I'm hoping to potentially at some point this year do something like it. It's it's not about me being like in a really good spot. It's just just me actually taking doing part. It. It's like I said, the, even the Christmas one, it gave me so much confidence that I didn't know. How do you feel um, about the Open, the Cross Open this year? I wish I didn't look at the previous year's workouts. Well, we, no one, the thing is, <coughs> no one's going to know. What, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what they are. I have no idea. For the last 10 years, I've tried to guess them. And we all try to guess them, but we never... We I'm never definitely know. not as anxious about them, because, like I said, there's different... Because um, I've kind of looked at the... There'll be different options. Yeah, like, but then I was like... I looked at their scaled one, and I was like, that is not what scaling <laughs> is for me. That is still very, very hard. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm... I've, I've signed up. I definitely want to. Oh, you, you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. cool. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, mainly. I guess it's a chance for people to um, have fun through just a fitness challenge that is mm. just done over th- over th- three weeks, right? Because yeah, one of the uh, sessions, somebody asked, um, "Case, what is the open?" And what one of the things he said that I actually didn't think about was that it. It's one of the the only sport and one of the few sports that allows anybody kind of to take part to take part and compete with like the very best in the sport because yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get that in any other sport. And obviously, I'm, I know I would never be to their level, but it's it's quite good that they give you that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly is because there'll be, there'll be people that who you know have a, a natural ability who are just really really good that will do. Like, that's how a lot of the um, the old names within the CrossFit world kind of uh, got in got involved in it so like if you, you if you know them Rich Froning, Chris Spieler, Jason Kalipa like a lot of those guys just heard about this kind of competition that was happening at the weekend and they put their name down and like ended up winning mm. um, and uh, that led them to like essentially then become like masters in or top level athletes within the within the sport so it is that's a very good point actually to, to say that it allows anyone of any ability to take part with those um, so there, um, that's on your on to-do list for this year is to take part in that, but also something similar to Turf Games. I've, I've, yeah, because I've, I've, I've looked at like different um, competitions, and I don't think I'll be. I think I just want to do one and just see, it, just to be able to say I did it. We'll do some more here. <laughs> we'll do some more here. Um, we'll. Uh, a lot of people give give feedback about the crystal swan, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it too, and mm. it kind of got over those nerves a little bit. Because it can be quite intimidating, right? You, you think, yeah. oh shit, you know, whether it's I can't do that, or everyone's going to be watching me, or because that's I think that's quite a big thing for, for for guys and girls is like I don't want everyone watching me. It was it, I think it was mainly that that made me anxious because at first my I thought it would be just everybody no because I tried to figure out how everyone's going to be able to do it at the same time. And then somebody said there'll be there'll be different heats, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, it was quite good that even though there were different heats, you had different abilities in that heat. So I didn't. It you still didn't feel like you, it was eyes on you. Yeah, and, and it's still you're still a little bit competitive because obviously there's other people in your in the same group, but you knew that not everybody just because he's doing better, he could be in a different group. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. But I do tend to do that a lot. Where I mean, I'm kind of trying to change. Um, every, how I do CrossFit at the moment because at the, at the beginning it was more to be just to get through this or be able to do everything in that time frame rather than doing it properly or not missing a rep which I've done a few <laughs> times and do, do you think 
<clears throat> has that given you like a different perception of, of what it is yes, like? Yes, because I know that missing reps or not doing something properly, I'm only cheating myself. Like nobody cares how quickly I've done something or how well I've done something. It's just for myself. It's music to my ears that you say this. <laughs> um, it, it is, I think that, the, you know, where there's the time domain of like, you've got to do this in a certain amount of time. Sometimes that quality control gets lost, right? And it's more of a case of like, I just want to get it done. Or, and at the, but the ex, at the expense of not moving safely, mm. not doing it properly, the risk of injury increases. And then people ask, like, why am I not getting better? And it could, and that could be one of the main reasons is because of the unfortunate shortcuts mm. that people take. So the fact that you've said that is, is music um, to it's, my ears. It's the same with like one reps. At the beginning, I just wanted to go... Probably in my head, it was like the heavier I go, like the better. The, the better I'm going to be, sort of thing. And then there was one point where I realized that I'm doing it. For example, squats. I was doing heavy, but it didn't feel right. And you couldn't get was, any heavier than what it was. Yeah, and it just it felt too complicated. And I felt it shouldn't be this hard. Obviously, heavy, yes, but it shouldn't be this hard. And and then there was one point where I just thought I just need to kind of take step, ten steps back. And I started going lighter. And just working on my form and now whereas before i don't know 35 kilos it was easy to do one rep but i couldn't do more whereas now it just doesn't feel as heavy because i'm doing I'm yeah yeah that, right. that's amazing to hear you say that um that that's quite common too that people will think that i'm just going to go as heavy as i can um but then there comes to a point where there's no longer there's no room for improvement mm. because bec mechanically we're not moving as well as you could so that limit or that weight, the heaviest you can go, is the ceiling, right? But the only way to get past that ceiling is to take the steps back that you that you went um, went with, which again is admirable because for a coach to hear that and see it is is good. Um, with regards to um, the the change from like conventional gym to CrossFit, or what would you tell someone who is at the gym, not enjoying the process? Um, maybe a similar position to mm. where you were if they wanted to, to give CrossFit. And they were reluctant with those one-to-ones -one mm. and they were thinking, maybe I shouldn't. Like I said, one thing with the regular gyms is most of the time you're just on your own. And the things I did in the gym was a lot of bike and Cardio running. Base. Because in my head I was like, as long as I've been there for an hour, mm. does it mean what I've done? I've been there an hour and I can be like I've done my one hour in a You're gym. content with it? Yeah. And I was very scared to go to any of the weights. Yeah, you have like the weight machines which is quite easy to use but I would never touch any of the weights and it's very again that it's also a very intimidating place because I feel like every everyone's watching me which they're not but it's just That's how you feel. Head. Yeah. But and I think I think the main thing is that you're alone there sort of thing whereas in CrossFit, you have not like you have the obviously the coaches helping you, and uh, other members obviously of the gym helping you and rooting for you, and it's just something I don't think you'll get in a gym. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, th I, I genuinely think if anybody who would try CrossFit and actually will realise that. Um, like I said, it's main, I think it's generally mainly the, the atmosphere that you will not get It's a more gym. enjoyable environment. Yeah. yeah. Eva, thank you so much. We have run out of time for today. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Time has flown. 
Um, guys and girls, join us back next week.